News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. It's 18 minutes after 8 on News Talk Breakfast. Flu, RSV and overcrowding all challenging our hospital network. Dr Callum Henry is Chief Clinical Officer with the HSE. Callum Henry, good morning. Good morning. Uh, hospitals have been particularly challenged by RSV. Um, has that peak passed or are we still in the middle of it? No, we're seeing now the peak passing, thankfully, in terms of cases uh, and hospitalisations. However, as we've learned previous years, that um, you, after that peak, there is a long tail of pressures remaining in the hospital, uh, of cases remaining in the community. It's not as if all new cases suddenly stop. This year was extraordinary. We saw the highest level ever of RSV and, of course, that place huge pressure on um, GPs, primary care, and of course our paediatric hospitals. But that is beginning to weigh now. What is beginning to uh, change, of course, is the upslope of flu cases in the community, the impact that's having in hospitals, and likewise beginning now with COVID-19. A little later than last year, but nevertheless going into a season where people will be mixing together, socialising, meeting with families, uh, uh, and all that goes with it. Many more opportunities for viruses to transmit and so, as such, we're, we're particularly cautioning people to get the vaccine if they can. And we're also saying to people who are vulnerable um, just to uh, always be mindful if you're symptomatic, vulnerable or not, be mindful of who you're beside, who you're near, so that you don't pass on either influenza, RSV or COVID-19 mm. to somebody to who it may, produce, may, may, may cause a serious illness. The Irish Independent reporting this morning that hospitals are rushing to empty out wards of as many patients as possible to prevent a repeat of what we saw in previous years, which is a dangerous spike in overcrowding in January. Is that true? It's nothing unusual that every year uh, patients empty out wards because that's what patients want to do. The great, uh, patients don't want to be in hospital. They don't want to be sick. And every year hospital teams work to accelerate a quick uh, tests, investigations, treatments to get people at home for Christmas because that's what people want. And that is the effect of seeing an accelerated number of discharges in the week up to Christmas. Um, but it's not its not just discharges. You're, you're, you're postponing some surgeries in January as well that would be elective and, and planned uh, because you're anticipating that the hospitals are going to be rammed with people who have viral infection. Again, that's part of normal winter planning. We anticipate surges and presentations with RSV, with, as we've had, with influenza, with COVID-19. And as part of planning, hospitals will look, where is the greatest risk concentrated? And without doubt, the greatest risk will be concentrated in the emergency department. But why did, they, why did they schedule surgeries if they knew they were going to have to cancel them? Well, local hospitals will make decisions based on local pressures. In some cases, they will not have scheduled surgeries in the first place. They will not have scheduled elective non-emergency activity. And in other cases, they may indeed choose to cancel scheduled elective activity if the surges and presentations are such that the greatest risk is concentrated in the emergency department. And what we want to do this year is recognise that all that risk has been traditionally concentrated in emergency departments. That risk needs to be shared across the whole hospital and has to be shared okay. between hospitals and the community. What about uh, clinicians working over the course of the next two weeks? So people will still get sick. Hospitals will not be running at full tilt because of Christmas and people are entitled to their time off. But the, 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 the other side of that is that there will be fewer consultants to either clear patients or to get them admitted and get the right kind of care. Um, what, what plans are in place to prevent that from happening? Well, just to reassure people, based on your question, is hospitals emergency services, primary care, are always staffed over Christmas and bank holiday periods. And that remains the case this year. What we're doing, as I said, in, in order to sh- 
ensure there's a greater flow of people through hospital to avoid admission in the first place and to expedite discharges is ensure that there's senior decision-making presence seven days out of seven so that we can make those decisions to either avoid admission, to expedite the passage of people through emergency departments and also accelerate the passage of people through hospitals through the discharge. And that needs... It's not just about senior decision makers, it's the supports they need in the hospital, additional okay. diagnostic support, supports in the community, and we've seen closer cooperation and collaboration between community and hospital than ever before, because they need to share this risk as well as, as they did last year, All right. more so this year. Uh, both you and I have been around long enough now to have gone through a few Ministers for Health. James Riley back in the day said he accepted the INMO's trolley watch as being uh, an effective way of measuring how many people were sick. Um, you're now disputing that because you don't consider somebody on a trolley on a ward to be on a trolley anymore. I mean, uh, the, the dog in the street knows that they're not a, they're not in a hospital bed, they're on a trolley uh, on a ward. So, I mean, are you playing ducks and drakes with numbers? But that's just not true. Uh, every day we publish um, three times a day the number of trolleys on emergency departments and the number of trolleys placed in wards. Uh, um, the, but the INMO count as well as that as patients that are put into what we call surge beds. They're beds uh, that are usually designated for day surgery or day procedures I that we reclassify. With due respect, I've been in one of our leading hospitals this year. I've been on a ward with a sick patient and there was a permanent trolley on the corridor um, for all the time that I was coming in and out there. That's not a bed. That is something that's wedged in there uh, because there was nowhere else to put that patient. That's it's, Is that a surge bed? No, that's not a surge bed. That's a trolley. And be very clear about this. We count those and publish those three times a day. We, 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 we publish uh, trolleys that are in emergency departments. We publish trolleys that are, are up in wards. And let me say that it is, it is, it's not a question of disputing. Oh, the current level of trolleys is too high and it carries risk. What I'm saying here to anybody listening today is that we're working to spread that risk, not just within to contain that risk, not just within the emergency departments, to ensure that risk to overcrowding and the risk to patients that ensue is shared throughout the hospital and is shared within the hospital and the community. Okay. Dr. Colm Henry, Chief Clinical Officer of the HSE, thanks for joining us on News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.